They thought... They said... Oh my goodness! It's that news show! They said... Yeah, where is it? They said, don't forget what you did, what you had. You got a couple of guests on the show and people started... A couple of people started stressing out. Life's over. Um... But there was no reason for it because no. the thing was we, uh, you know, always want to have guests. It didn't mean it was a complete transition. There's plenty of things to talk about. Uh, but I guess since we also took a break for like a week, then it was like these two guests and then a break. And people were like, what exactly is going on? Because on a positive side of it, I got the feeling that um, like I actually weirdly felt appreciated which is strange on the internet because it was a lot of people, it was inside of complaining. They were saying, Oh, I want, I want to make sure that this show exists the way that it was. Of course. And then I was able to say, Oh, maybe that show was pretty good. Yeah. It's you, not bad. You know, like it's I was going right. to bed at night or whatever, you know, put that, you put the hands behind your head. You're like, Oh, maybe, maybe that show's all right. Yeah. We can't burn it to the ground. Maybe, yet. uh, maybe Willie do's on to something over there. Uh -huh. Oh Yeah. <laughs> But the fact of the matter was, uh, I do like the idea of having guests. I had a lot of fun having those conversations, and I have many plans to continue to do that. But uh, it's going to be mixed in, and we're going to have plenty of news to keep you up to date, to keep you posted, to keep you in the loop. Because there's so much stuff happening in the world, and it's hard out mm -hmm. here. And it helps to talk about it, at least for me. Yes. And for some people, it appears. So that's cool. Uh, anyway, we... Uh, today, Will has picked the stories. DJ Willie Do goes beyond the music. Uh, him and I, our feed is very similar as far as the news is concerned. And so our formula here, we're going to do a little format. It's not going to be goofy, all right? It's not going to be uh, just random clips. There might be a tiny bit of that, but Willie Do got his executive suit on right now. Yeah, he, it's serious time. He knows the the the... Stories that matter and the stuff that matters. And I know this has been like a long intro preamble, but we've been gone for like over a week. Uh -huh. And so anyway, we're going to touch on it. We're going to get to the bottom of it. We will leave no stone unturned. So hit me with it, Will. What do we got first? All right. iPhone 14 models may feature 120 hertz ProMotion displays. iPhone 14. All iPhone 14. We're talking about the iPhone 14. Yeah. I mean, they're saying the 13 will have 120 hertz, but for the Pro and Pro Max. I feel like you read this article. <laughs> yeah. That's I did. incredible I did some research. preparation. You know? And I really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. So I see the, the 120 hertz will not be across the board mm -hmm. for 13, but by 2022, it's a wrap. It's 120 hertz all day, every day. Everything is pro motion. Yeah. Apple always got the fancy marketing term. For their version of it. They can't just say 120. They can't say, we got 120. They got to say, we got ProMotion. Mm -hmm. Because we make products for pros. I guess 120 hertz is good enough, right? 120 hertz is great. Because there's some 240 hertz phones, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, is there 240 out? There's definitely. Or 144. There's lots of 144 out there. I Sorry, think, my bad. I misspoke. I think one of them pushed to... 160 but it was kind of like hidden inside the menu i'm trying to remember the last gaming phone i did that was over 144 but I, yeah anything above anything 120 and above okay so there was a 160 hertz display mode yeah 
ROG 3. Yeah, that was a little while ago, actually. That Look at that, July 27, 2020. So maybe maybe, maybe we're crazy. Do, do highest refresh and let's get to the bottom of it. Oh, oh yeah. the R6, it's not out yet. That's a rumor, right? R6, 240 hertz and a one-inch camera. Or is that out? That's a cool phone, man, by the way. The, yeah, we should get that. This sharp Aquos R6. Man, I remember the Aquos brand name from when Sharp was one of the first doing the thin panel TVs and uh -huh. you actually wanted an Aquos. Okay, so the R6, I see an XDA hands-on from six days ago. Uh, this is a very interesting phone beyond that display that you just mentioned. I mean, the one-inch sensor on a smartphone is mm -hmm. going to be really cool to experiment with. But anyway, point being on the Apple front that uh, it, they're going to move in that direction anyways. And, and it's never... It's always the case with the Apple rumors, or at least it has been the progression that with each new model that gets released, the rumors and the rumor mill and the interest in rumors keeps getting mapped further and further out. Like Ming-Chi. Yeah, 2030 he, iPhone. Yeah, It seems possible that you can do those rumors now. Uh -huh. People, and some get upset. They're like, man, why are you reaching on that? Some get upset with it, but listen, if there's a market for it, if people are interested, then it's going to exist. Yeah, and people can dream. Like people. over here, it says uh, the iPhone might have a hole punch design. Mm. That's cool. I would like to have a... I would I would like to imagine that the iPhone can switch to a hole punch one day. You know? You like to dream. I do. You, yeah. ha you have a dream. Yeah. That one day. John Lennon, imagine that's my. Oh, okay. You brought John jam. Lennon. See, I thought you were going with the "I Have a Dream" speech, but you're just going. You've got oh, a lot of different inspirations sure, yeah. here. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's fair. Oh. You are free to dream. Quo says the new design will debut in the high-end models at a minimum, possibly meaning the lower-end devices could retain some notch-based design. So I don't know what Apple fans are going to think about that. If that is actually true, the punch hole setup you're going to lose some of those components for face unlock unless they hide them underneath. Mm -hmm. Like maybe some components are underneath the display and the camera's over there in the top corner. I am fine with it. Like I say, the more display, the better for the most part in, in most of my experiences. But I do appreciate the security of all those extra devices mm -hmm. inside of Apple's current face unlock. You let me know down in the comments, iPhone users... Uh, are you sick of this notch conversation or do you care and are you ready to get rid of it and move to a punch hole hole punch like the rest of the world mm -hmm. let me know how much that matters to you today's sponsor ExpressVPN right there on the website the VPN that just works number one trusted name in VPN I use a VPN I use ExpressVPN mm. and mostly in my case I'm trying to unlock that content I'll tell you what of course Sometimes I just want to watch a show. Sometimes I need to find a show. Uh -huh. And I'm bouncing around some streaming service like, ah, we can't get it to you in your region. Trapped over here in Canada. You know? And then ExpressVPN comes in. I toggle that thing. Any device. Doesn't matter. One button. It doesn't matter. Yeah. iOS, Android. Could be on your laptop, desktop, Windows, Linux, Mac. It doesn't matter. It works on everything. Uh, you can even get it working on your Apple TV. You can get it installed on your router so that every all your traffic is moving through 
ExpressVPN. Now, it's not just about unlocking content. Obviously, there's a privacy component as well mm-hmm. because you may have uh, you may have some people in there sniffing around what you're up to on that on that home connection there, Will, yeah. or that mobile connection. You might have somebody in there. <laughs> you don't want that. They get in deep. And in the past, you get a lot of people goofing around with a VPN because they know they need one. They know it's about time, but then they're uh, they're worried about things like speed. They're like, can I really do all my streaming and stuff? Actually, ExpressVPN is now using something called Lightway, a new VPN protocol that they engineered to make users' speeds faster than ever. So you don't have to worry about all that streaming with the HD and all that. Huh. Zero buffering. It's easy to use. No technical skills are needed. You just fire up the app. You tap one button, as you said, to connect, and that's a wrap. It's all kinds of options for connections as well, whatever region you want to be in. You could defeat ISP throttling. You can use up to five devices simultaneously, and it is unlimited bandwidth as well. So you pick whichever region you need to connect to to unlock your content, or if you just want something nearby so that you have privacy online. You're moving all your traffic through the VPN instead of straight to your own uh, private connection. So protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. That's real. I use ExpressVPN. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash Lou later today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Lou later once again, expressvpn.com slash later to learn more. You can also click the link down in the description. Use that link specifically because you will get three extra months free. Thank you to ExpressVPN. Our next sponsor is HelloFresh. Now, you guys know I've been talking about HelloFresh because I eat HelloFresh. And I love to catch a healthy meal here and there. And I can't be just doing takeout all the time. I feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. You should. There's something about... When you put together and you look at the ingredients and you've contributed something. Oh, yeah. And it really does feel and taste like a home-cooked meal. I'm telling you right now. You feel good inside. You you got vegetables involved. The food groups are satisfied. It could be a 20-minute meal. It could be the Kraft Burger that you're looking at right there. It's quite a variety. Like, here's the current menu. And you don't have to get everything. So you have your own taste buds to satisfy. You can go in there. And handpick whether it's the time that's important to you. You see there was one that was a 15-minute meal. Or it was the saucy pineapple chipotle pork sandwich. It's a 15-minute. That easy prep might be what you prioritize Mm. for. Or you might be a little bit more ambitious. And you might move yourself up to a pork katsu. That's a 35-minute. Delicious. It's still not a lot of time for a meal like that. Right. Because it's all portioned out the way that you need it. It arrives so you can't screw it up. That's the key. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of variety. Tuscan pork stuffed peppers, salsa verde enchiladas. And you know every time we do this, we get a little hungry ourselves. Oh, yeah. You can try HelloFresh's quick and easy meals, 15 to 20-minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and more options that are perfect for your busy lifestyle. I know you're busy as well, Will. Mm-hmm. They offer 27-plus recipes to choose from each week, from vegetarian meals and calorie-smart choices all the way to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Here's a key factor. Oftentimes, you can go to the grocery store, you screw it up. You've you got the wrong ratio of ingredients. you got 
stuff you don't end up using it can be wasteful this everything is portioned out and it always gets eaten i have people in my house we arrange for the right amount of people and it's always they nail it on the portion mm -hmm. so you're being very efficient and you're not being wasteful that's my take as well on HelloFresh. Uh, take yourself over to HelloFresh.com slash LouLater12 and use the code LouLater12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash LouLater12 and use the code LouLater12 for 12 free meals. It's a lot of free food right there. 12 free meals. You can click the link in the description if that's easier for you as well. Just don't forget the code LouLater12 for those 12 free meals, including free shipping. Thank you to HelloFresh. More iPhone-related news. iPhone 13 Pro case points to camera bump size. Oh. Huge bump size. Huge bump. Well, we had the model kicking around, and I don't think it was that big, was it? Where did I put that Is model? It over there on your desk there? she over there? Or right what? There. Okay, let me grab it real quick. You, uh, Willie, do talk to the people. Well, yeah, these are some images of... Uh clear cases that uh will f i guess it's fitting the uh iphone 12 um and the bump is massive oh yeah or it's like the, yeah. the print yeah 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 it's huge look okay, so so I'm, that kind of maps pretty much i'm not surprised one bit that if the cases start to emerge and they're likely going to be built based on this formula here which we did the video on obviously um then you're going to see cases, all the case companies are going to pop up with these bigger cutouts to um, accommodate. I mean, this is a huge camera bump. Does that bother you, though? The enormous camera bump? No. Yeah. No, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I just, it, looks, it looks fine. Oh, okay. I thought you were going the other way with <laughs> no, it. No, no, no. I, I'd stick oh, with it. I felt like you were going the other yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, nice. No, listen, man. Uh it's already out of hand. Like, what is the difference at this point? You just saw the sharp phone with the with the one-inch sensor on it. Like, what is the difference at this point? I get it. It's bigger. But you're already big. You're already big. I don't know. I mean, I suppose if I'm going to see it, I'm going to want to see some performance enhancements to go with it, ideally, mm -hmm. so that I, I can justify it in some way. But... It's hard to differentiate and to send a strong signal to your customer base that you have something new and to have it where your customer base can hold up the next generation without completely overhauling the thing and send a signal to the world that, hey, I got the latest thing. And if you can back it up with some sort of enhancements, like say, for example, the sensor size gets bigger here as well, then I'm here. I'm going to hear that noise. Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to that noise. So that's my take on it. But yeah, it just means we're getting closer and there are more companies placing their bets and preparing themselves in advance for what looks like the likely design for the next gen iPhone. But if you want more detail on this model that I'm holding up, you can go watch the video. When is it too ridiculous? The uh, camera bump and the size. Man, so long as they keep doing it gradually... You know what I mean? I feel sure. like people aren't are going to forget. It's like I saw somebody holding the original iPhone. I can't remember. I was watching a video yesterday. Okay. Um, do you know much about fireworks? They go boom. 
Yeah, I know that's where I was at. And then, of course, it was a big firework time going on. Sure, yeah. And I was like, you know, I... You decide to educate yourself? I'm, like, I'm kind of curious about these firework situation. Huh. Because there was a mishap. That goaltender from the NHL, oh, he died over the weekend because there was a, a fireworks mishap. And it was a mortar-style firework that actually hit him in the chest. He was in the hot tub. Crazy, crazy story. But it got me interested. I was like, man... You get some people handling fireworks not very carefully, like, ah, whatever. And Especially you're having a good time. Alcohol, you know, alcohol might, sure, be, yeah. might be involved and, and you just, whatever. I mean, you start thinking about it and you're like, man, those, those things, that's serious explosives right there. Mm -hmm. And so I start looking into it and I find channels dedicated to fireworks, f uh, techniques for making fireworks, traditional methods of building fireworks, like, so I found this video, it was in the Italian countryside near Napoli, where they're making it in the traditional way that they always have in Italy, <laughs> these fireworks. Why am I on this topic? <laughs> Remind me why I'm on this topic. I'm going to connect it. You decide to educate yourself. No, no, no. Before that, how did I get to the fireworks? Uh. Come on, Will. There must have been a reason. <laughs> Are we really that dead? There was a reason. <laughs> Um, the camera hump, camera size go doesn't on. bother go on, go on, you. Go on. This is music to my ears right here. You're not uh, going to be able to do it. It's too. It was too crazy. I would have had to pull it in. I would yeah, have, it was. I remember it's a segue. It's I, a major. I, it was. I was going to reel it in though. There was a connection point, but <laughs> it's not happening right now. Either no. way, it was. Might as well finish your story. Yeah, we was, might get back to it. It was fantastic content. It was a. Uh, this craftsman essentially that was uh, building these fireworks by hand in a traditional manner. Ah, got it. And it was old footage. And the guy who was filming it was using an iPhone four. And I was talking okay. about how everything feels normal at a point. Once, if it has progressed at a moderate enough pace that you haven't noticed it, as much because oh, you like were asking about the camera hub. so like you, people would say first off this phone is enormous like never mind the camera portion mm. you look at the scale of the pro max currently and you're like oh you're like that's a big phone but if you have a reference point of an iphone 4 or let alone an original iphone which i saw it looks almost hilarious how small it is mm -hmm. but it scaled up over time that you hardly noticed what was happening yes until the next thing you know, you had a plate in your pocket. I mean, I don't carry this phone for that reason. This, sure. uh, By the way, this is even bigger. This is the mock-up of the upcoming 13, which is even larger to hold. But, yeah, so the point I was trying to get to was if a thing happens gradually and is adopted gradually, then it feels normal even though your past self would have never accepted it, including these enormous camera homes. Mm. I'm glad we uh, figured that out. Yeah, it took me a weird roundabout way. Let me know if anybody finds the video. I would tell Will what it was called, but like you can look it up. It's it's captivating stuff. I was even watching it with my youngster, Little Will, and he yeah. was just enthralled. Even though this was, you know, you might consider this boring content for that age group. He was like, man, it's just so uh, calming and interesting. And they're... It's all paper. They use all kinds of paper sure. folding techniques for these old school fireworks. Anyway, obviously, I, obviously I'm carried away right now. I'll move to the next story. 
Rimac takes over Bugatti from VW in powerhouse electric supercar deal. Have you heard about this? No, I have not. I mean, I know about Rimac. I knew they were involved with VW. But Rimac gets to take over Bugatti? The Croatian EV company will take a controlling interest in the 112-year-old French sports car brand. Controlling interest. That's their deal now. Yeah. Oh, baby. So you guess what's going to happen, right? Yeah. You, you got to. Rimac. Yeah. EVs, can, uh, Bugattis. Their recent car is already stupid zone. Under two seconds. 60. It's beating everything. Yeah. It's beating all the numbers. Now. I don't know about top speed, but once you start talking about top speed, you get into the Bugatti territory. You combine those two things, the quickness and the top speed and the luxury and the heritage. Well, the Chiron was the second fastest, right? And then, yeah, you have have this. Electric Bugatti is just a scary proposition or maybe some sort of... Hybrid situation. I don't know what the plans are. Scroll down a little bit more. Croatian electric supercar startup Rimac announced it was taking over Bugatti from Volkswagen to form a new company called Bugatti Rimac. But wait a second. Isn't Volkswagen invested in Rimac? Bugatti Rimac will lead, will be led by, is that name Mate or Mate? Mate Rimac, who founded the company in 2009 in a garage as a one-man operation. The Nevera, that's their recent car, is a quad motor, 1,914 horsepower electric absurdity. Fun. With a top speed of 258 miles per hour. So Rimac gets a controlling stake, 55% in Bugatti. And, uh, oh, here we go. VW's Porsche brand will own the remaining shares in Bugatti. Even though Porsche owns some stock in Rimac, its total ownership will not give it controlling interest in Bugatti. Holy complications! Mm-hmm. Porsche has part of Rimac, but not enough of Rimac that Rimac's controlling stake in Bugatti would be necessarily influenced by Porsche. Though the relationship could sure. have some kind of effect. Uh-huh crazy times exciting stuff uh-huh. i would say i don't know maybe some bugatti fans would be upset that they, they really like the uh you know the ga- gasoline heritage they want that big rumbling and bumbling mm-hmm. brr, brr. and uh, rimac might not want to do so much of that or maybe they'll protect some certain aspect of that but either way it is a uh, certainly catapulting bugatti into the modern times with that kind of relationship. Very cool. You're happy or upset, Will? Uh, I'm curious to see uh, Bugatti EV for sure. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Curious. It's fair. Apple defeats attempt by TikTok and others to bypass app tracking transparency in China. Okay. So... I know that there's certain concessions that Apple makes in China, but I suppose this goes above and beyond that. Tech gi- Chinese tech giants believed Apple wouldn't dare to block popular apps like TikTok and QQ, but Apple apparently called their bluff. Apple allows developers to anonymously track users using a system known as Apple's identifier for advertisers, IDFA, allowing advertisers to track that same the same 
track that the same person saw an ad for their product within a particular app and subsequently visited their website. Apple designed IDFA to be a privacy-protecting tool because it doesn't reveal the actual identity of a user, only a unique code assigned to them. However, the company subsequently decided it should go further and let customers choose whether or not they tracked it. Okay, so we know this feature. Mm -hmm. This is your ability to completely shroud your identifier mm -hmm. when you, so that advertisers can't uh, extract your information without your permission. Yeah. Now, since that feature became available, not many people have opted into it. I think reports suggest that it's like 12% of users. Right. But somewhere 10, 12% of users that have decided to click allow for the try. I'm not surprised by that. You give people a prompt like this. Yes. And they're going to say, I'm good. No, thank you. Ask app not to track. It's weird how all of these apps are still kind of digging into like, hey, can you just just nudge you know mm. a little bit of Apple. just a little bit of your data uh -huh. i just i don't need all your data yeah. just give me a little taste i'm starving out here and apple has to say no we can't do that <laughs> over and over again chinese so. chinese tech giants had hoped to avoid this by switching instead to caid the chinese advertising id mm. <laughs> apple's rules forbid this type of workaround wow well see so this is a really interesting one in China because those uh, we, we remember the story of Apple having to move some certain servers into China domestically so that if the government were to request some information, then they would be able to get that. But I guess that doesn't extend to these private companies, the likes of TikTok and so forth, that have uh, their own set of rules. And it mm -hmm. appears here that Apple is saying, hey... We're banning the CAID workaround from mm -hmm. being used. And customers, even in in those regions, are going to have the choice to turn off the tracking by the looks of it, based on this. Yeah. So I suppose that's a win for the users in that case. Mm -hmm. We got some OnePlus news next. OnePlus may be thinking about entering the tablet market. Man, you notice this about OnePlus? OnePlus is just everywhere now. It's just, we make it's a household name. We make everything. Like, yeah. never mind one smartphone a year. Never mind flagship killer. And we're going to put all our energy and effort into that. Well, but, they're with Oppo now. You know, they have, I guess, more opportunities to branch out. Look, man, maybe it's just the progression of the brand in general. Sure. Maybe this is how uh, things go. There's been so many examples of this in the past where you start in one particular product category and you expand into others and the relationship that customers have with the brand, it changes along the way too. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you even think about how many things Samsung makes? You know what I mean? Well, it's everything. Yeah. More, definitely a lot more in Korea. Like they have everything there. Everything. And, uh, but even here, uh, you got your appliances and your sure. smartphone coming from the same company. Uh -huh. Your TV, your phone, your microwave, your fridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, what do they, do they make air conditioners? I don't know. Like you can, it's pretty well. LG is kind of similar to that, yes. even though they just exited the smartphone market and focus on the other things. But so maybe this is part of the progression of what happens is that you have to diversify in order to continue your, your growth. And that appears to be what's going on here. First, they did it in smartphones by making whole new lineup of smartphones, Nord branding, and then. And then TVs. Then TVs as well. Watches. In certain markets. Or a watch. 
Yeah. And then they tightened their relationship with Oppo publicly and said, hey, we're, we're, the, we're, we're partners here. We're shaking hands. We're the same thing, same deal. Well, in fact, Pete, the uh, CEO, just said, like, I'm running both. Yeah. We're going to share resources. We're going to put out more stuff. And so this is not surprising to me that they could do a OnePlus pad. It's one product they don't have, mm -hmm. a tablet. And uh, if they approach it the right way, if they approach it from a value perspective, it could be interesting. Though I also happen to know the tablet marketplace is a tough one. It's much needed, I feel like. Yeah. You know, I, I think Samsung makes a good tablet, um, mm -hmm. but there needs to be more competition. Yeah, it's not a lot of options. Yeah. I think I um, OnePlus can do it. But what's interesting about it is once you get out of Apple's ecosystem, you get into the realm of like Microsoft Surface products, let's say, or right. two-in-one devices that are kind of a tablet. They have Windows, but then they can become a laptop too. And that's where the True. weird overlap happens with Android tablets. Yeah, it's not really a consuming device. It's more productivity as well. Well, and then you had Google. They tried to do it, right? They had the Pixel Slate thing. Yes. And then and then they were like, well, maybe we just focus on Chromebooks. And so it just has been a complicated territory, it seems, because uh, unlike on the Apple side where they will draw the boundaries, they'll be like, your phone ends here, your iPad ends here, and then your laptop. Like they, they, they are obviously masters at creating uses mm -hmm. exclusive to each format. Whereas even Google themselves, I mean, they're responsible for Android and they were kind of struggling with tablets. So mm -hmm. it isn't going to be the easiest thing in the world. It will have to be um, a budget play. But actually, it says in the article here that, oh, no, they're, they've been focusing big time on budget in their smartphone release. Sure. So I presume they would do the same here. They did that with headphones as well. And the watch, they went after the lower price point. Mm -hmm. They do that here. They could see success, particularly in some markets where they're strong. And if they come with the right price, they uh, they might see some success. The OnePlus pad. You, well, that, that's a tough one. What? <laughs> that's a tough sell. I don't know. I never liked anything pad, even even iPad. I remember when iPad I came see. out, I was never... I actually remember uh, Microsoft originally was showing off the dual screen thing called the Courier. I thought that was a cool name. But, oh, okay, yeah. But actually, it's kind of long. Um, I don't know. It's a hard thing to name. I never liked the word pad. I hear you. But... It's not like I can give you a better example at the moment. We have some nothing news. I saw this story, actually, so I'm a little bit familiar with it. Nothing, uh, of course, got these upcoming earbuds, and they uh, we have very limited information about them publicly at the moment, hmm. other than we have these transparent images that have been shared, these kind of sneak teaser-type pics. Um been very uh, shrouded in mystery mm -hmm. and then this piece of information comes out today because i was very curious about this myself like who, who and what are you targeting i realize this is the first product for nothing but are you trying to go after the big the big dogs like are you trying to go after the likes of apple and samsung and those uh price points that are associated with their products like i guess airpods start at like 150 and then go all the way up for the pro model 249 uh, there's just it's such a competitive marketplace. So I was really curious where you're going to line up. Mm -hmm. And now we have this piece of information. Uh, I guess it comes directly from Carl that it's going to retail for $99. And uh, this was, I guess this news broke on TechCrunch. Tech now, I think that's a, that's a heck of a price point. Uh, it's a real healthy, tried and true type of price point. Well, hmm. 
You come in at 99, two digits. Everyone yeah. knows about the 99. Yeah. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice little package. Let's see what else he says. Price. It's going to have leading features like noise cancellation and great build quality. That's what we told TechCrunch. Because we're primarily going to be focused on online sales channels, we're going to be able to make it, I wouldn't say affordable, but quite a fair price to consumers. It is quite fair. Yeah, I would. I don't know why he wouldn't say affordable. I guess it depends on the market, whether right. like the perception and affordability, but it is. It's also very competitive. It's just, let's say it's less than the big name players. Yes. Let's say that. It's a much more costly design to realize than a standard non-transparent design. I think it's going to be a good price at 99 USD, 99 euros and 99 pounds. Feature-wise, it's similar to the AirPods Pro, but the AirPods Pro is 249. Okay, so he is making the comparison to the AirPods Pro. Mm. He is saying that piece. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, we have to try him out to see if that's the case. If it is the case, if they are close at all and at a $99 price point, then you have a winner. Yeah. And time will tell if that's the case, but it is an interesting tidbit. The other interesting part here is releasing the price in an interview prior to the event uh -huh. is kind of a unique move. I don't know what the incentive is there other than maybe to prime people to say, hey, hold off on purchasing those wireless earbuds because we got something we want to show you mm -hmm. at a price we think you're going to like. Yeah. And then they tell you the price so that you don't do the other thing. Maybe that's the incentive. But I was thinking, hey, don't you normally save the price to the very end of the event? Exactly. Wow, That's no. a surprise. Wow, no. Every, this whole thing about nothing and this whole thing about the brand has been very unorthodox. It's been very unusual. It's yeah. been very mysterious. It's had the integration and involvement with teenage engineering. Uh, you got the countdown over here. Uh, so, you know, it's we got to wait and see. Yeah. We got oh, this is a font. Cool. It's a dot matrix style yeah. font. It's part of the theme. Right. And on. it's also got the correlation to teenage engineering. There's a whole right. dot situation with them as well. Cool. Last one. Last one. Nintendo confirms no new CPU or increased RAM in the OLED Switch. The OLED Switch. Yes. Okay. So I saw a little bit of chatter on social media as far as this uh, this new Switch. I think I saw Austin saying they could have come up with a better name. They're just calling it Nintendo Switch OLED model. <laughs> well, that's kind of what it is. There's not many upgrades to it, it's, unfortunately. So but OLED is definitely much needed. So you're okay with the name? It's a very Nintendo thing to do. You just say Nintendo Switch OLED model. It's uh, Is it a pro, though? Well. Without the guts of, you know a new processor so break it down for me we got nothing else new on here so the only thing that's new is the oled screen yes i like OLED uh, the screens. smaller bezels okay there's a smaller bezel and then um a bigger screen too i just saw seven inches instead of 6.2 yes. yes they shrunk the bezels and then there's gonna be the uh was it the mounting not the mounting the switch that kind of opens up so you can display it on the table the dock the dock okay so no not the dock not the dock so it opens up the and kick then stand. you can yeah the kickstand <laughs> oh it's a new kickstand <laughs> yes. it's a way better yeah. kickstand so you can kind of prop it down yes to a certain angles. oh that is a huge improvement man that other little kickstand was terrifying exactly yeah on the last one yeah so that's a huge improvement more angles as well they say it's got enhanced audio yeah call it a pro get out of my face call it a pro a pro i don't know i don't know if i agree with that but it, i just 
it is hard for a customer to feel excited about buying the Nintendo Switch OLED model as yes. opposed to something that feels like an advancement outside of one singular feature. But I don't really care. I don't, you can convince me either way. I don't care that much. I kind of, sometimes I like the understated aspect of Nintendo's approach to things. That's just mm -hmm. like, hey, that's what it is. It's what we're calling it. Go out and get it. It's also been a tremendously successful console. So maybe they, maybe it doesn't need any kind of fancy marketing stuff and they can just call it the OLED model. And then the other part is they want to keep selling the regular Switch and the sure. Switch Lite. So maybe if they marketed it as something so different then they could have a problem selling the inventory of the other ones or making it feel like a uniform uh ecosystem so what happened with the 4k thing there was a rumor that it was going to be able to output 4k through the dock yeah there was a lot of expectations for this uh new model and it was supposed to be for e3 but then the pro model didn't happen so you're telling me it's no 4k on the dock but oh no. wow that's a big See, yeah you know well i mean that's a bit of a yeah, problem i guess you don't put the yeah and it's coming out i guess kind of late october 8th it'll be 350 bucks i mean in the fall which makes sense yeah it's a it is an interesting product because it's so different than the play that you're getting from sony and the play that you're getting from microsoft mm -hmm. they're like okay look we're gonna give you next gen gaming we're gonna give you 4k gaming at least at 60 frames for now uh and that was the priority a box that sits beside your tv and that's the end of it well sure. and then and then some game streaming focus as well for mobile gaming they're like you can play xbox games like the xcloud stuff mm-hmm on mobile and don't worry about a dedicated contraption to do such a thing now nintendo has the alternative play they say no, 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 you're going to have this really cool piece of hardware with Joy-Con that pop off and you can take it just quickly, take the game you're already playing onto the couch and then back to the TV. Like they got this different play. Sure. They got this different set of rules kind of. But I think people were hoping for that home run that like, can I also say that I'm capable of this next gen, next gen gaming? Yeah. want to call it that? We're then, definitely spoiled. And we, we want oh, more. Absolutely. You know, but... This is still a cool improvement. I love OLED, so that's nice. Kickstand improvement, better audio. I love, I mean, I'm always paying attention to that. Yeah. Probably some new Zelda stuff. So listen. Yeah, they're uh, going to launch a new Metroid game as well. Cool. A side scroller, old school, which is go. nice. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, what can we do? What can we say? I'm sure that they considered their compromises. I'm sure they looked at their cost. I'm sure they said, hey, where do we want to be price-wise and how can we deliver? Okay, we're we're targeting 350. Here's what we can do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if you look at it from that standpoint, what's your cheapest PlayStation 5? Your 399, right? Yeah. So, and and that's what you need to get to your 4K. So you make your choices in life, don't you? For sure, yeah. And I want to know what your choice is. If you have around $400 to spend for gaming, hardware, and you only have two options. You have this new Nintendo Switch in brackets OLED model or the digital version of the PlayStation 5 for 50 bucks more. Which one do you take and why? Let me know down in the comments. Thank you very much, Willie Do, for pulling it all together, by the way. All right. Because the people, they were very concerned. And now the concern can be put to rest because the news will always be here. And as long as there's news, we'll be here too.